What's up, you wild and crazy people? It's Monday. I hope everybody had a great weekend. There's one word to describe how I'm feeling right now. It's tired. I was at the Texas Country Music Awards yesterday, last night, all night. (laughs) Woo! Uh, From about 2 p.m. yesterday till 3 a.m. in the morning, I think that party was going on. And, uh, yeah. Uh, But anyway, it was good to, uh, I presented, along with Coffee Anderson, presented the Entertainer of the Year. And um, my very own, my very own buddy, my fiddle player, Ben McPherson with the Ragamuffins. He won Fiddle Player of the Year for Texas. So, congrats to all the winners. Good stuff. There's great artists in Texas. I don't know that Texas gets enough credit for all of the uh, entertainment that we put out there. I mean, it's like almost like we're our own country here. But uh, whoo, tired. Hey, uh, while I got your attention, Thursday night, a uh, a one-off show, District 249, Tomball, Texas. Come get your tickets and hang out with us. And then Saturday night, Marble Falls, Texas. Both of those shows are going to be a lot of fun. So check them out. Watch Chad.com where the fun stuff is. Let's get into it. The world is stupid, man. Um, the world is really stupid. The, the biggest thing that I was thinking about this morning was Gavin Newsom. And let me tell you, let me tell you about Gavin Newsom. So Gavin Newsom just took a trip to China. Spent a few days in China hanging out with old Xi Jinping, you know, the communist dictator there. Just having a good old time, just frolicking, playing basketball with the kids, you know, out there visiting. And you got, you got to think to yourself, what in the hell is the uh, dictator of California doing hanging out with the dictator of China? I know, Gavin Newsom, he is the duly elected, so they say, governor of California. But he has definitely run it into the ground. I mean, it's it's kind of a kind of a little Venezuela going on over there where it's hard to afford the cost of living. The taxes are insane. It's just terrible. And I know it's a little piece of utopia over there. And those of you who are brainwashed enough to still believe it, um, you can do as you please. You can keep on with those exorbitant prices and uh, people pooping in the streets of your cities and the homelessness and all this and you ask yourself, why is he hanging out with Xi Jinping, though? I mean, Xi Jinping is not a good dude. Not a good dude. And you're like, well, it's a gesture of goodwill. Well, I'm going to submit this to you. Xi Jinping is actually discipling. He is mentoring Gavin Newsom because, let's face it, there is a good chance, if the Democrats have their way, that Joe Biden will not run for president again in 2024. They're encouraging him to drop out. I think one of the guys that they've got earmarked to run, as we've talked about before, is Gavin Newsom. Uh, Gavin Newsom, in my humble but accurate opinion, is worse than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris combined by 10 times. He's horrible. Uh, The guy wants to run California. He wants to run the country if he were to become president of the United States in the fashion of Xi Jinping. He's over there learning the manual. He's learning the playbook. And I just, I hate to say it, but I'm right. And I'm always right. (laughs) I'm always right. And now he's got Xi Jinping coming to hang out in California. What what gesture of goodwill is this? So uh, the the, the noticeably disturbing thing is how almost overnight they cleaned up the the rampant homelessness and just the fecal um, destruction and pollution that is the San Francisco streets. They cleaned them up overnight. I don't know where they put hundreds of thousands of homeless people, 
uh, maybe they put them to the to, took them to the internment camps or something like that. I don't know where they are, but they cleaned these streets up, and uh, the the transformation was amazing. Now it tells you a couple of things. One, they could have done this at any time. Like if they really cared about the citizens of San Francisco, Gavin Newsom, they they could have ordered that and cleaned that thing up, and it would have been nice back to being big old beautiful San Francisco, what it once was. <clears throat> but they didn't do it. They waited until a communist dictator was going to visit to clean it up. And so let's hear what Gavin Newsom had to say. Here's his excuse. Here's his explanation to the people of California as to why they cleaned up San Francisco. Play clip number one. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true <laughs> because it's true. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. Wow. Kind of kind of rings like uh, Kamala Harris there. Uh, it's kind of, you know what? I, it's just he's such a piece of shit. I kind of respect it. You know what? We did clean up the homeless. And it's true because it's true. You got I just appreciate that. They just don't care anymore. They don't care. They don't even try. No, they don't even try. Well, it's true because it's true. And what else is true is, uh, yeah, well, I'll tell you what's true, Gavin, is, uh, you know, when the landlord's coming around to check things out, usually you do clean up the house a little bit. And so if the puppet master's coming to check in on you, all these fancy, fancy politicians, fancy leaders from other countries are coming in here. Well, it's true. Yeah. Well, you admitted it. Well, hear what he's here's what he hear hear what he's not saying. Um, we don't give a damn about the citizens of San Francisco. We don't care about California cities. You ever notice? And, and Brandon, you you you've lived in California for a long time. You ever notice like if you draw like uh, stripes up the up up California, go yeah. south to north. Like there's a little bit of California right up that strip of the coast, uh-huh. which is extremely wealthy in a lot of ways it's also extremely impoverished taxed to oblivion yeah and then you go in a f- another you know a few hundred miles and you got that strip that goes up and those people they're just kind of in the desert yeah you know you get up in the high desert outside of la you go to victorville hesperia apple valley all up in there uh-huh. you know that those people just kind of live i always say that that area up in there they always those cities always look like they need to have like one big community cleanup day <laughs> yeah, yeah and then you go east of that another little bit and that strip of california is just is just pre-nevada desert pretty much yeah yeah so it's weird to me that and it, tell me if you think this is true that how how the entire state is determined identified characterized and controlled by that one little coastal strip oh it's yeah it's it's 1000 percent, and it's insane too because outside of the very bottom and like the very top it's a very red area oh yeah all the farmers are very conservative even when i was in the cannabis industry the pot farmers are all very conservative people so yeah it's a weird it's a weird breakup of the state because yeah basically two sections control the largest state right so you've got san diego i'm going i'm going south to north so let me see who i miss you got san diego Mm -hmm. los angeles uh you've got sacramento you've got Oakland, San Francisco. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Pretty much it. That controls the entire state. Yeah. Um, and you 
those are the population centers, so I get it. Nobody's out there living in the desert, not by and large. And I love going to California. I love doing shows in California, historically, because there are some really good people out there who are just kind of trapped. And for whatever reason, they just are and haven't been able to get out of there. I've talked to a lot of people who have a plan to get out of there. But, man, I'm telling you, if, if you see that clip of Gavin Newsom and him telling the people, the citizens of California, screw you, we're cleaning up because foreign dignitaries are coming in here, not the least of which is, is the uh, eternal dictator, uh, communist-in-chief Xi Jinping of China. And you choose to vote for that guy again. You're dumb. I mean, that is literally, that's literally voting for the firing squad to have more bullets. I mean, I mean insane that, that, a, that the liberal logic, the progressive mindset will still justify that. There is no justifying, especially when you see the images of the streets of what they were just 24 hours. And then 24 hours later, 24 hours prior, when I mean, there's homeless people everywhere, just garbage in the streets. And then 24 hours later, I mean, it's all cordoned off with chain link fence and barriers and stuff. I mean, it's clean. They could have done that at any time. The, the biggest economy in the country, California, they, they could have done that at any time. But instead, they want to bitch about, you know, giving reparations when they weren't even a slave state and um, tax people half to death. And yeah, it's turned to garbage, dude. Turns to garbage. Ah, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Megan Rapinoe, that's a name I love to say. Uh, soccer star, soccer lesbian, whatever you want to call her. Purple hair, Megan Rapinoe. She hurt herself. And uh, she was, I think that was Sunday that she got the injury. And in her press conference, that was going to be her last game ever. And uh, she said, I'm not a religious person or anything, but if there was a God, like, this is proof that there isn't. <laughs> Megan, God's not watching women's soccer. Just not. Especially on Sunday when football is on. God's got other priorities. But uh, she suffered a non-contact injury after six minutes of play, and that was her proof that, that uh, God's not there. God's just not there. Yeah, boy. So uh, good for you. Couldn't happen to a nicer person, honestly. I mean, I don't wish harm on anybody, but why you got to bring God into it? <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Uh, real quick, go over to uh, – this is, this is so good to me. This was an iconic thing at the UFC fight. When Trump walked out, I don't know if you guys saw the clip, uh, actually, go ahead and play it there. Clip number two. Just play it. Trump comes out. He's got Dana White, Tucker Carlson, and Kid Rock. And there's 20,000 people in the room. And to me, like, I love this because you have, you have the entertainment industry represented in Kid Rock. You got the political arena represented by Donald Trump. You got the media represented with Tucker Carlson and then you got the business slash sports entity wrapped up in Dana White and you can throw Donald Trump Jr. in there with him because he's a part of that clan there on the business side of things you see him back there behind Tucker like every every realm of what has made America a great place is represented in that group of men right there the entertainment the political 
the business, the the media, the cultural thing, like right there. Like put America in the hands of those men right there. Put America in the hands of those men. The only qualification that I would say, and I got to talk to Bob Ritchie, old Kid Rock, because he cares about my opinion, is uh, quit handing out Bud Lights at the events. And because uh, <laughs> he did, he has. And Dana White has now signed the deal with Bud Light. Uh, for UFC. I, those are the only things I would say, guys. You might want to chill on that. No queer beer, no tranny fluid. <laughs> They're jokes, people. Get over it. But there were 20,000 people, everybody clapping, everybody applauding, except one. You know who that one person was who was flipping him off behind him? There's a clip of it out there. It was Bill Burr's wife. Bill Burr's wife throws up the double deuces couple of birds right there behind Donald Trump. You can see her on the, uh, on the camera right there. And uh, so there were 19,999 people that loved Donald Trump being there. And then there was Bill Burr's wife. Bill Burr's wife. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I just, I love Bidenomics. I love, I love having a dementia-ridden president that shakes hands with dead people and can't climb stairs. I mean, the guy's got his toes on the precipice of eternity. He can see things we can't see. It's like he's like uh, the sixth sense. He sees dead people, man. Ah, gone. But people will vote for that. People will vote for that. I don't know. We'll see. 2024, if he even runs. We might have, we might have California's communist-in-chief, Gavin Newsom. That might be the guy. It might be the guy. We'll see what happens. Um, on that, on that note, we've got a Jill Stein has now uh, thrown her hat in the ring to run for the Green Party again. Uh, you got Cornell West and uh, Robert, Kennedy, Robert Kennedy Jr. running for in the, as independents. And then uh, we had the debate stage this past weekend or this past week that, yeah, was a nightmare. I cannot unsee. Um. Ron DeSantis's lifts in those boots. Dude, it's gotten really awkward. Every time he steps, every time he stands, he's standing there bow-legged. It's weird. It's like a man walking in heels. I mean, the see and the secret's out. Everyone's looking for it now. What's the deal? Why are you doing yeah. that, dude? Why do it? Anyway, all right. We might talk some more about that. Hey, there's a lot to be nervous about going on out there. Uh, I was on social media this week, and I read people's comments and thoughts, and it's like the world is ending, right? I mean, and then you talk about California and what's going on out there, societal decay in the cities. People are nervous. I mean, there's carjackings, and there's home invasions and all this stuff, and people run out, and they just buy a gun, and then they don't use it, or they don't practice with it or train with it. If they're ever in an emergency, they are not prepared. And you might hurt yourself or hurt somebody you don't intend to hurt. Uh, you got to train with your gun and you need to do that as much as you can. It's time consuming to, to you know, go to the range. It's expensive to get ammunition. Prices are through the roof. Well, that's why we always tell you to get iTarget. iTarget was invented so you could practice any time of the safety and convenience of your own home. You download the iTarget Pro app. You load your caliber specific laser bullet into your firearm and you start training. Uh, you can practice by yourself. You can compete with others. You can train friends and family who are new to firearms. Here's what you do. Go to itargetpro.com. Get 10% off at checkout when you use offer code. What was it? C-H-A-D. I spell it Chad. This is the smartest, safest way to train, which is why competitive shooters trust dry fire training as part of their regimen. So get yours today. That's the letter I, targetpro.com. itargetpro.com. Use offer code Chad. We'll be right back. <laughs> we
Yeah, boy, howdy. Man, my phone blows up. It's something about the time we tape in the day during the first segment. 28 people decide to text me all at once. Every time. Every time. It's just the witching hour. I don't know. Did you see where um, Joe Biden's granddaughter, they attempted a carjacking? And Secret Service opened fire on them. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that story or not. Now, let me unpack the hypocrisy of all of that. Washington, D.C. Um, I'm assuming Washington, D.C. I'm not sure. It may not have been. It might have been Delaware or someplace. I don't know. But I'm assuming any of those places, pretty strict gun control laws in those areas. Uh, imagine, first of all, you're a group of carjackers and you're like, we're going to hit this SUV. And your dumb ass picks one with a presidential secret service detail. <laughs> damn the luck (laughs) and then they get to open fire on your ass now if they had been carjacking me and i would have opened fire on them in the beltway uh i'd probably go to jail i I wouldn't be allowed the same opportunity to defend myself in a place like that the way the president's granddaughter's security detail was um and listen thank god she's not harmed i'm listen i'm all for it somebody tries to carjack you you ought to be able to blow them away how's that how's that for rhetoric i mean you ought to be able to smoke their asses people like you'd kill somebody over a car honey i'd kill you over a cup of coffee you come in my house (laughs) i'm just saying they they, you start touching my stuff and it's time to go because i don't know if you're coming to kill me or what you're coming to do so um but interesting, the hypocrisy of all that stuff, that she gets the security protection with firearms. They open, they open fire. And it's not even really a major story. It's a story, but it's not like nobody's like really not huge because it was just the Secret Service doing what the Secret Service does. Oh, but they're, they're armed security detail. They're trained. And I'm trained. I'm trained. Yeah, but they, they got a badge or they got a credentials or whatever. They're authorities. <laughs> well, you know what? I got a feeling somebody kicks in my door at 3 a.m. The Secret Service ain't coming to protect my white ass. So I'm thinking in my house, I got the authority and the credentials I need. My name's the one on the address. So boom, (laughs) literally boom, ba-boom. Here's a fun story. I'm so glad you pulled this thing. Let's go off on this for a minute. Princeton University professor, (laughs) you know this is going to be chock full of goodness, He's blaming cancel culture over uh, after the outrage, outrage <coughs> over him saying that bestiality is thought provoking. Okay. I, I, again, what do we say around here? I'm always right. And I told you guys, I, I, I've told you guys years ago, I said, I said, they're going to try to normalize pedophilia. People said, never. Look what they've done. Look at what the hell they've done. And I said, but they're going to go a step further. They're going to try to normalize bestiality. I mean, look at this guy. Look at his pasty ass. Like, like did, his, did the dog he has sex with take this picture of him? Like, look at this angle. <laughs> like, is that, the, is that what the dog sees coming after him? This guy with his heart on coming after his animal? Probably. I mean, you don't, I don't think you write this paper without having, you know, thought about doing it. <laughs> right? This is well, a, you kind of got to map it out a little. Yeah, this doesn't feel like, you know, just a thought exercise. I feel like, you know, you've put... Now, I actually did read this study. It's it's weird, but one of the distinctions he makes is uh, harm and consent. Yeah. So, like, you can't have sex with a chicken without harming it. 
but you can't have sex with your dog without harming it. Okay. Now, the consent part gets a little weird as to how he goes about that. (laughs) But essentially, if the animal voluntarily goes along with the act, then you're okay. One One of the examples he put was if a woman put peanut butter on her vagina... Mm-hmm. And the dog ate her out. That is okay. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an it's an incredibly strange paper. Well, I could just tell you that without the uh, coaxing of the uh, peanut butter, that dog ain't getting anywhere near that fish tank. <laughs> probably like, no. Probably not. My real feeling is, uh, you know, in the Bible, anytime bestiality comes up, it usually means the end is nigh. Yeah, you get stoned. Most of the societies that get into bestiality tend to get uh, erased from the face of the earth. That's when the Lord looks down and goes, <laughs> hey, dog, y'all, y'all got to quit this out. You got to knock it off, brother. <laughs> Have I not given you enough places to put your penis? Yeah, like I feel like that's the point where God is like, all right, we got to run this back. I this mean, is gone you got too a far. perfectly good woman over here. Yeah. There's be, so many places, so be, many things you can do. Be gay. Please don't have sex with the animals. <laughs> Like, like, and, and again, this thing, so basically between the harm and the consent, we're discussing the diameter of the hole. Yeah, pretty much, pretty That's much. Essentially, a chicken has nowhere good to put your penis. Yeah. Right. So you, you're yeah. torturing the chicken. And uh, this guy's thought through this thing. He says it's thought provoking. And that's the thing. It's thought provoking. Um, I think you're... Um, you should burn in hell, probably. Uh, that's what I think. That's the thought that gets provoked. He really has head. the look. He's really just got the look. You yeah. Know? It, I'm like, it's like sometimes when I tell you guys out there to think critically, this is not where I'm telling your brain to go. Like, how? Well, can we? A chicken can't consent. I tell you what. I tell you what you do. I tell you what you do. You take this guy. What's his name? You take this guy, and they're calling it Zoophilia. They always change the freaking name. Yeah, they got to give it a cool, kitschy name. Yeah, it's it's Zoo Love. It's so uh, Zoophilia. It's not bestiality. His name is Peter Singer, and he shared the article. He didn't write the article. He shared the article from Journey of Con- Journal of Controversial Ideas. But he is an editor there, and he helped co-found that. And uh, you know, he says. Just because I shared it doesn't mean I agree with it. Okay. Okay. I can tell you if you jump on my Facebook page and there's an article there, <coughs> there's a good chance I'm, I'm leaning towards it, you know, leaning towards liking it and agreeing with it. But uh, this guy calls it zoophilia. And uh, the, the writer of the article said there is in fact nothing wrong with having sex with animals it is not an inherently problematic sexual practice i'll tell you what you do take him down to the zoo if you want zoo love here's what you do take him down to the zoo and you toss his naked ass in the in the monkey cage just toss him in the monkey cage with his with his twig and berries dangling around and let those chimpanzees toss his ass around like them old samsonite commercials just sling him from tree limb to tree limb. Just have their way with him. I mean, just whoop that ass. Just be, and just, just see, dude, if who's going to get harmed and who's going to get uh, consensus on that. You, you want to have monkey sex? Jump in there and let King Kong pound you for about four hours and pass you around to his buddies. And let's just see, let's see who's going to do who. Let's see who gets the consent. See what happens. 
This stuff, man, is absolutely a perfect example of what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 1. You talk about God. I mean, you know, the Apostle Paul said, uh, since they didn't see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a base mind and to, to improper conduct. I mean, they just exchanged natural lusts or natural desires and wants for this kind of weird stuff. So, um, yeah. Yeah, moral case for humans having sex with animals is thought-provoking. Don't send your kids to college. Don't send them to Ivy League colleges. That's for damn sure. I mean, this is the kind of stuff you got out there. These guys don't run out of things to think about. They, I, I guess they've exhausted the sphere of human knowledge. I mean, they're outside of the realm. But, you know, what do you do when you live in a world where science is people's opinions and feelings and nothing is, you know, whatever, it just and you confuse genders and confuse everything else and people are pissed off about pronouns of course this is the logical nonsense you're going to wind up with some dude's humping a dog yeah <sighs> uh, see how that works out for you buddy <laughs> see how that toss him in the monkey cage man you know those old samsonite commercials they tossed him in there to see if the chimpanzees could break the suitcase <laughs> They grab him by his scrotum and toss him around a little bit. They take that scrotum and wrap it over his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fantasy probably would not live up to the reality, I would assume. No. Yeah. Also, a hard, hard article to put your name behind. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Literally a hard article. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard article. <laughs> yeah, there's, no way, there's no way you get to escape that paper. No, that's there forever, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's there forever. So uh, where was he from? Princeton. Princeton University professor. Uh, these people should be mocked out of society, dude. They they really should. And, and speaking of that, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the video. I don't want to show it. Um, the, the Las Vegas teen that was beaten to death by 15 people. Um, and you know, now the big moral question is they're saying, well, that's just kids being kids. No, it's when you're stomping another kid's head into the concrete and killing him. That's not kids being kids. Um, you know, when 15 people gang up on you and all get a little piece out of you, every one of those kids need to be brought up on murder charges. Every single one of them needs to. If their family's on welfare, they need to revoke that. Um, they, they need to hold families accountable. They need, I'm telling you, because if, if this is where society is heading, where there's no accountability whatsoever for kids, for parents of those kids, everything. And I know people can bring up the moral issue of saying, well, why are the parents being held accountable? Because they did a shitty job. They did a shitty job. I mean, this, this is this again. This is what I'm talking about. This is human nature run amok. This is absolutely unconscionable behavior. It's tragic that this happens, that these kids had no more conscience, that they had a hardened heart to the point where human life meant nothing to them. And then you're going to excuse it and say, well, this kid's being kids. No, that, they should be brought up on murder charges. And they need to be made an example out of it. They do. I, I, I hate to say that because, again, you hate to see young lives that are ruined and snuffed out. But, but again, there's no excusing that. And it's got to be, again, with everything else that's out there that we keep, you know, turning a blind eye towards in society and sweeping under the rug, it just yields more and more tragedy in the days ahead. So F them kids, man. Serious, dude. Oh, it's a terrible world we're living in. Um, every year, we're coming up to the end of the year, dude. Can you believe next week is Thanksgiving? Sheesh. Coming up to the end of the year. 
And, you know, every year we make these decisions or we say we're going to spend less and we're going to save more. But, you know, it's hard to save when you got everything inflated. Prices are through the roof. Your essentials like gas and groceries you can't afford. Um, you can't just cut those purchases out of your budget. But now we've got this cool little money back hack that you can get from uh, you can get cash back if you use the app Upside. Upside's an incredible app for anybody that buys gas groceries or dines out. That's all of us. With Upside, I get cash back on almost every purchase I make. It's my secret weapon for staying on track with savings goals. And if you want to get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code CHAD. I spell it, Chad. You'll get an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. Um, <clears throat> you can claim an offer whenever you're, you know, whatever you're buying on Upside. If I'm driving down the road, it'll send me a notification. lets me know that an upside-friendly gas station or whatever is nearby, and you go there. Um, and so get the app and get paid. All right. Now, in comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. <coughs> Plus, Upside doesn't sell your personal information to third parties. They know that your information is a vital part of their trusted relationship with you. And Upside users are earning hundreds of dollars a year. Probably why they got a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app. Use promo code CHAD. Extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas when you use it. That's an extra 25 cents back on every gallon on your first tank of gas using promo code CHAD. Get Upside. We'll be right back. Yeah, we now know who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. We now know. Wasn't the U.S., wasn't Russia, wasn't sabotage on their part. Uh, Ukrainian military officer did it. And uh, he was the coordinator of the sabotage attack. And uh, it's a bombshell report. I love that word, bombshell. I don't know that anybody's really surprised. Um, so, anyway, there's that. We now know. We now know. It was Ukraine. And... Um, Let's go back to Bill Maher. I want to talk about Bill Maher some more. But he, I don't know if you guys saw the statement that Barack Obama made on Israel. Uh, Bill Maher, he's pretty passionate on this topic, as many people are. And he took him to task. Play clip number three. I, I am struggling with people's moral equivalency still. I mean, Barack Obama, who has rarely disappointed me, did so this week. I mean, his statement... I mean, it's not a horrible statement, but he said, if you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth, and then you have to admit nobody's hands are clean. Literally, that's true, of course. But just give me two examples where this is, I don't think, a helpful statement at this moment. First of all, the attack was only a month ago. A more savage attack than we've ever seen in reverse. There's a big difference between collateral damage and what Hamas did. Second, <laughs> secondly, Okay, the Israelis are now allowing a four-hour pause for people to get out. Um, so people say, oh, wow, big of them. Okay, but it is a war that the other side started. So interesting. When they fire at Israel, it's a war. When Israel fires back, it's a war crime. A little crazy. So, and, and also, would Hamas do that? Would they give four-hour pause? They, no, no pausing. And then Israel's heritage minister was asked in an interview about using a nuke on Gaza. And he said, that's one of the possibilities. He was fired, not allowed in the cabinet meeting anymore, disavowed by the prime minister. Would that happen in reverse? So enough with the moral equivalencies, I please. Mean, I think yeah. I mean, again, you got to agree with him. You got to agree with him. 
There, there's no other there's no other option on that stuff it's like i said tongue-in-cheek but as the point is accurately made you know in this country with open borders i'm not worried about a splinter cell of jews popping up but palestinians is another thing iranians is another thing hezbollah is another thing isis taliban all i mean I'm, that's all another deal and uh you know iran has made death to america it's not just a chant that's a policy i mean that's what they plan and there's no telling how many cells they're activating right now in the United States. When they attack, it will be mercilessly. It will be mercilessly. So if you look historically at the, uh, and I may be off a little bit on these figures, but I think I'm pretty close. You know, whenever there is um, a war going on and there are bombings or attacks or targets that are hit in places where there is civilian life, I think the average is for every military member killed, I think you got like anywhere from seven to nine or, or, you know, like seven civilians that get killed. And so it's it's a it's not a great ratio. It's not a good deal, Uh, especially when you have people like Hamas who are using committing war crimes of using, you know, women, children, civilians as human shields and putting their targets under hospitals, under schools, you know, launching from kindergarten playgrounds and historically israel's uh ratio has been for every um combatant that is killed it's like 0.6 citizens so less than one that's a pretty good ratio now we don't know what it is right now with what's going on but i'm just saying historically speaking so my point is israel has shown huge huge levels of self-control and restraint and quite a bit of mercy in the way they have conducted a lot of things. Like he said, given that four-hour pause where people can get out, Hamas would never do that. They would never do that. I mean, look at the, look at the charred bodies. Look at the, look at the civilians that were taken on October 7th. Look at the results of that day and, and just the barbaric attack that happened. There is literally no justifying any of that. Now, I understand uncivil things that happen between countries whether it's done on the part of israel or done on the part of anybody else war is hell and it is ugly and it but it is still war it is war and there's a lot of bad things that happen and you could talk about the colonization and the blah blah, blah all this kind of stuff you know the israel i mean israel israel is a country the size of of new jersey for crying out loud and every part of the middle east is they're surrounded by arab nations Muslim nations. And uh, it, it just, <laughs> they, if they, that, I love that, um, who was it that was doing the on the street interviews the other day? And this girl, she's chanting uh, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And they said, what river? And she said, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not supposed to be talking to you. I'm not talking to you. And she, they said, no, what river? You said from the river to the sea what river and she's like i'm not answering that yeah i mean i think that's pretty indicative of most of these people she i think they're geographically retarded they didn't have a, she didn't have a clue yeah for those I, of you I, listening to the show they're talking about the jordan river yeah and the sea is the mediterranean sea i'll guarantee you, i'd bet you dollars a donut she didn't know what sea she was talking about i don't think most of them do in the west to be honest no that's why I think they can be like, no, that slogan doesn't mean what you think it means. It's like, right. It literally means what we think it means. It's now, not a it's not a metaphor. It's a very literal description of what they'd like. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, to be to be fair, just as a personal example, you get on my Instagram, you read the comments. Uh, there are people saying they want to kill me. Uh, there are people who have sent stuff to CJ saying they want to rape and torture and burn her. Uh, these aren't Jews, by the way, saying that. Now, I've been outspoken that I, I don't agree necessarily with the Israeli government on a lot of things and the things they've done. I don't agree with. I mean, anytime you have the governments of man and power is given to men, it's potential for corruption. And it happens. And that's true for Israel as well. Uh, they haven't done everything just right, you know, throughout history. They haven't. And so we've consistently called them out. But I, you know what? I don't have any Zionist Jews who are jumping on my jumping on my social media telling me they want to come kill me. Isn't that interesting? Hey, you've got it wrong, Chad. Therefore, we want to kill you. That, that's their opinion. These people say, oh, you don't understand anything that you're talking about with this Palestinian deal. So we want to kill you. Um, I'm starting to see a trend here. Like, I'm starting to see where the problem freaking lies. You, you guys have a serious death wish, violent tendency towards opinions that aren't your own. I mean, you really just want to take it out on folks. So, yeah, when I start to see stuff like that, <clears throat> I start to see where the issues are. Because, again, there's, 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 there's no Jewish people who are jumping on my timelines, cussing me out, cursing me, sending me private messages. Uh, but there's an awful lot of Muslims that are. For what? For my opinion on something? For me speaking out about something? But these kids out there protesting in the street, <clears throat> under a Taliban flag, no less, defacing monuments, pushing through the gates of the White House um, and, and, you know, parading up and down by the thousands up our city streets, Ch chanting from the river to the sea, you know, Palestine will be free. I mean, I know it rhymes. I know it rhymes. But these people are sick in the head, dude. They have no clue what they're talking about. And I'll tell you, uh, well, I'll save it for the next segment before I get into that. Because I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you, in the next segment, I want to give you a true example of uh, just how much love is exuded by the left, okay? All right. Uh, no matter where your adventures take you this fall, Bespoke Post has a box of awesome to make it just that. I love that website, man. I get over there. I spend too much money because I, I get two boxes of awesome. I get one that's sent here, and then I get one that's sent to the house. I think Chris Cruz has been stealing my one that comes here. I think Chris Cruz... I think Chris, I think Chris Cruz has been stealing my stuff. Uh, but uh, Box of Awesome is cool because it's, it's, it's picked with these carefully chosen gear from the best small brands around the world. And what happens is you go on to Bespoke Post and you uh, go to boxofawesome.com and you take a little quiz and you tell them the things that you're interested in. And man, over the last couple of years, since they've been a sponsor of this show, the quality and the coolness, just the cool factor of the stuff they send is just amazing. Uh, but I always look forward to it, man. And then I go on their site and I do some shopping as well. I got some really neat things on there. So with Box of Awesome, uh, each box is valued at about 70 bucks, but you only pay a fraction of that price. And with each Box of Awesome, you're supporting small businesses. In fact, 90% of everything that comes in your Box of Awesome is from a small up and coming brand. So free to sign up, skip a month. You can cancel anytime. It's very easy to take care of your account. You get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code WATCHCHAD. Watch Chad at checkout. Boxofawesome.com slash uh, use code Watch Chad. Sorry, 20% off your first box. Let me get it right. Boxofawesome.com. Use the code Watch Chad. We'll be right back. So, um, as I was saying, some of the, uh, you, you know, remember when they used to hold those signs up, how love trumps hate and all that stuff? 
Well, um, Donald Trump's sister, his older sister, she's 86. She died and they found her in her apartment. She died in her apartment. Dude, I went online this morning and I was reading some of the comments that people were saying about her dying. Bro, people are sick, dude. I mean, most people didn't even know she, that he had a sister. Most people didn't even know it. But uh, the vitriol, bro, is just insane. Get on any one of those posts announcing that, that and, just, and just read the comments. Uh, people are dumb. They're just dumb. Uh, and I'll tell you another thing that's dumb. Um, I want to go to four here in a second, guys. The, the L.A., I mean, you want to talk about California just, just can't get out of its own way of screwing itself. The mayor of L.A. Uh, is leasing entire motels for the homeless community there. I mean, it, play clip number four. Play it. Well, what we're doing is, is that we are leasing motel rooms. It's a very expensive model, so we're getting ready to master lease, which means we lease the entire motel, and we go to the encampments, which are a series of tents. And what I think the general public might not realize is that in order to survive on the street, people create communities. And so instead of splitting them up, we move the entire community inside. Hmm. A community-based organization takes over and provides the services. All right. I'm all for the compassion. I'm all for the compassion. I really am. Um, if that's your solution. But again, the issue, as I always say, the issue is never the issue. The issue is not the issue. Uh, it, it's not where they're living. And God bless them. I mean, it's L.A. It's not like it's about to get to, you know, 10 degrees out on the streets. It's not where they're living, even how they're living. It's what is the root cause for them living the way they live? What is the root cause of that level of poverty or the mindset behind homelessness? Okay, because this is more than just being down on your luck. Uh, this this is a plight. This is humanitarian plight. And, and all I'm going to say is this. We're going to give it time. We're just going to give this story time. We're going to let it let it marinate. We're going to let this one marinate. We, I want to revisit this one in a month. <laughs> and I want you to see what happens to those properties. Let's just see what happens to those properties. Because again, if you if you if you take poison and I'm not saying these people are poison, but I'm just using this as an example. If you take something that rather than dealing with the source of the poison, if you take it and you transplant it somewhere else, you know what it's going to do? It's just going to poison that place too. And so if you don't deal with the root issue, the mental health issue in many ways, um, not to mention the fact that it's California where people are absolutely impoverished due to the nature of how the bureaucracy has screwed them for so long. People can't afford to live. Uh, if you don't deal with the root issue, the root problem, you, you're going to just you're just transplanting the poison. That's all you're doing. Well, so. Chad, I can only tell you it doesn't work because they've been trying it. Yeah. And the problem is, is you know what happens when you put a drug addict in a hotel room and you pay for it? Well, they got more money for drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who thinks this isn't a drug problem just has not been there. Yeah. And it's meth. It's not fent. The people addicted to heroin are killing themselves off. They die pretty quick because of the fentanyl. Fentanyl, yeah. It's tweakers. They're the ones who are setting fires under the the ten freeway. Yeah, uh, I mean, you saw that big blaze they just had. Well, they did. They do it like once every two months. They burn down the San Fernando Valley because some tweaker falls asleep next to his propane tank. Yeah, like it happens regularly, and it's not. <clears throat> 
It's not anything outside of their drug addicts. And yeah, some of the motels that they were housing literally just turned into like prostitution rings and dope houses. Well, it turned into trap houses. Yeah, the Starlight <coughs> Motel was the one next to me. Yeah. And it was nothing but but prostitutes and methamphetamine and yeah. uh and little camper vans just parked right outside. Yeah, they're cooking. And then somebody's private property that they worked hard to invest in and, you know, mortgage themselves to the hilt to have those properties now that they're leasing out those hotels. Um, I mean, they can't say no. Um <laughs> I hope their buildings don't burn down with, you know, everybody in there with it and uh, just it's just again if you don't deal with the root issue that's not solving any problems i'm i'm willing to hear your arguments folks i'm i'm willing to hear them but i don't uh, this is not a good thing it's not a good thing the way they're doing it and again i'm all for putting a roof over people's heads i really am i thank god for you know like our friends at nine line apparel um in savannah georgia building tiny home communities and things like that i thank god for them but then they vet who they're putting in there it's not just a hodgepodge of hey boom here it is we're just going to throw a homeless community into these tiny tiny home communities and just they do whatever they want to do it's it's vetted it's policed i mean there's there's all these things i just don't see this happening as i don't see a good outcome on this deal um joe biden man we're going to go to six um this was joe biden's message i don't know if y'all saw him lay the wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier and then he walked off and he's like oh i don't know if i should walk off yet he came back and he stood there and then you know the uh the gentleman said you could go stand over there now and um and I, Joe Biden, I expected him at any time to give a speech and say that he was, he grew up playing with the uh, unknown soldier, or maybe he was the unknown soldier. I don't know. And I uh, wouldn't put it past me. I wouldn't put it past him. But here was his speech that he gave. This this was a priority for him right here um, on Veterans Day. Play clip number six. And this year, as we marked 75 years of a desegregated military, 75 years of women's integration in the military. In 50 years of an all-volunteer force, we've doubled down on our efforts to ensure all troops, all veterans, get the services they need. And that no veteran is denied the honor they earn because they were discharged for being LBTQ+. <laughs> what about the gays, Joseph? Why'd you leave out the gays? The LBTQ plus, that's the focus right there. I love how he talks about 75 years of a, you know, integrated military, blah, 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 blah. I thought you didn't want that in schools. Like, wasn't that going to be a racial jungle? Yeah, Joe, you're racist. Uh, you're not black. You don't vote for me, you're not black. And uh, Barack Obama, he's one of the first, you know, smart, clean ones. And uh, LBTQ plus. Left the gays right out of that thing. That's his priority. Oh, uh, we don't stand a chance. We don't stand a chance. I got some more things I want to get into. Y'all hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, watch Chad.com's where all the fun stuff is. Go over there. I'm going to be, like I said, District 249, Tomball, Texas, on Thursday night, Marble Falls, Putters and Gutters. I love that place. Come hang out with us, Jesse Payton, and I'll be there. Uh, had a great weekend in um, Wichita, Kansas, and uh, had a lot of fun up there with that crew. 
And boy, so much more is coming up. The Looney Bin in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, going to be in Yorktown, Texas, Kerrville, Texas. All that's coming up in December. Tons of stuff. And I uh, mean, I'm ready for Thanksgiving, my favorite meal of the year. I don't eat that stuff ever until Thanksgiving. And my gosh, I love it. I love that stuff. Uh, but just remember, folks, China, it looks like China has chosen your next president. And it's supposed to be Gavin Newsom. That's, that seems to be Xi Jinping's stamp of approval. They're hanging out. They're buddy buddies. They're probably, probably playing, you know, PlayStation together uh, for global domination and uh, scary stuff. All right. Tomorrow we'll get to the stuff we did not get to. That'll be Monday's Hangover. So we'll see you Tuesday. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.